Thank you for joining us. Here at BLC, our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now here is Pastor Gary Tony. Hey, good morning. Merry Christmas. You know, as we were putting our talk together, Paula showed me this video, and we're, we're talking about uh, the, the Christ in us, and uh, the title of our talk is Celebrate Him. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking, <clears throat> I'm watching the video, uh, as she showed it to me this week, and I'm like, how many of us have a neighbor like that? Huh? That we've never told them anything about Jesus, because we're either scared, or we assume they know, huh? Or we just make fun of them because their house looks like, or, now if yours looks like that, <laughs> we love you, okay? <clears throat> and, but the thing that I want to really drive home for all of us today is as we celebrate Christmas, this is going to be the thing. Uh, I, I don't ever want the circumstances around us to dictate how we worship and how we celebrate Jesus. Amen. Uh, I, today is ugly sweater. I know several of you have participated. Miss Betty caught me at the door. She said, um, that's ugly. <laughs> and, I, and like Adam, I said, this wife you gave me picked, <laughs> picked out this sweater. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, she looks pretty in hers, but I don't. Okay. Well, she has hair, Miss Betty. <clears throat> let's, let's begin in Isaiah Chapter 9, verse 6, very familiar, I'm sure most of you have heard this. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You and I know him as Jesus. And the thing that, that I really want to kind of start our talk off with this morning is the reality that Jesus was God's plan from the beginning of everything. He knew that we would fail. See, when Adam was created and placed on the planet in the beginning, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that God saw everything that he made, and indeed it was very good. Everything in the beginning was good. God, God doesn't make junk. Look at your neighbor and smile. God doesn't make junk. God doesn't make mistakes. And when I begin to think about uh, our talk this morning, you know, the thing that really stuck in my spirit is that you and I have to be aware as we celebrate, and make no mistake about it, man, we should celebrate him. We, we should, we should I, I know that things are a little different on the surface, but that doesn't change our heart and who we are. Celebrate. I mean, we should, we should have more fun than anybody on the planet. And it's all because, I want you to think about this, the Almighty, the creator of everything, he, he left his world, he, he stepped into this three-dimensional world of ours, and he took on free will. Now, here's the thing. I, I know that we, we make statements like that, and, and it just kind of goes over the top of our head, but the moment you take on free will, you have free will. And the thing that, that really most people, I don't think, entertain the reality of is the fact that the deity laid it aside and became a human, and the moment he embraced free will, he could deny. 
Guys, why do you think there was such a battle in the Garden of Gethsemane? And he sweat great drops of blood, saying, Father, is there any other way? Huh? Is there, is, is, you, you got a plan B? No plan B. See, I think a lot of Christians in today's world miss out on the things of God because we have plan B, C, option four, option 27, just in case God doesn't come through. No, no, no plan B. Jesus was God's design from the beginning. Listen to the book of Philippians. When the time came, Jesus set aside the privileges of deity, and he became a human. And having become human, he stayed human. You see, guys, here's the thing. In heaven today, Jesus still lives in his human body, glorified. He didn't claim special privilege. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life, and then he died a selfless, obedient death. But because of his obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything so that all created beings, how many? All of them, in heaven and on earth, will bow in worship before Jesus. Now, here's the thing. It's better if you do it of your own free will. Make no mistake, every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. But we get the opportunity today because we've already bowed to be called sons and daughters of God. You see, Jesus was God's plan. He knew from the beginning because when Adam failed, and, and, and never be critical of someone else because we've all failed. This is what Jesus came for. This is why the, the, the Christmas is such a big deal. The, the thing I, I really, that uh, struck me about the video, even though it was uh, corny and funny, but man, we've all got coworkers or neighbors like this dude. I mean, that guy was clueless about Jesus. He may have had some religious concepts, but overall, I, I just wonder how many people you and I bump shoulders with throughout our week that don't know Jesus. And I think that you and I need to be people that, that are bold about it. Now, not offensive and not, you know, none of that stuff. But when we celebrate, don't leave, don't leave Jesus in the corner. Huh? Make sure that you let people know. Christmas is for one thing. The, the, the thing that I think that our job in, in today's culture is it's so easy to conform to everything around us. But when we begin to embrace the Jesus in us, right in the middle of our celebrating, huh? you, you, ever, you ever caught yourself celebrating in public? Like, praise Jesus. You ever done it at the checkout line? Like, glory to God, you got a deal on something you didn't know was on sale. Like, and they look at you like, what? Yeah, because all good things come from God. Good deals come from God. huh? All good things come from God. You came from God. I know there's days that we don't, we don't always look good. We don't always act good. Huh? Michaela wouldn't even let me try on one of the gloves this morning. I'm like, man, I like those gloves, Michaela, but she wouldn't even let me. She's like, no. She said, don't even touch the merchandise. <laughs> right? <laughs> she's, a, she's a North Pole elf. <laughs> Love you, girl. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of how you celebrate, the thing that we want to keep at the center of it is Jesus. 
because he came to this world. And the reason is, by design, he wanted a people that would freely choose him. That's why everything is the way it is, because so many people, because of confusion and unbelief and different things that have been passed down through the generations, they don't choose Jesus because they have been, for a number of different reasons, convinced that there are different options. There are no other options. Not to heaven. Not to eternity. I, I should rephrase that. Not to eternity with God. You will exist forever somewhere. Today, our prayer is that you choose Jesus and, and exist with us and celebrate Christmas with the comfort that we live forever. In John 10, Jesus said, I came that you may have and enjoy an abundant, excessive, extraordinary life. And if you, you're, you're listening to me this morning and you think, well, man, my, my life doesn't seem that extraordinary. Well, don't quit. So often in the middle of the trial is when we quit. And God is just one step, one breath, one page turn away from you discovering the next chapter of greatness in your life. But we quit too often. We allow the circumstances around us. And so as we celebrate Christmas, and here's the thing, man, I really believe that it's our, just like the, just like the guy in the video, I look up and see myself on that screen with that busted sweater, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> it kind of scared, I'm like, wow, I can't believe you wore that in public, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Tracy's, it's Tracy's fault. Yeah, I know. See, the thing is, as we celebrate, it's like the video, ultimately it's our responsibility to make sure that Christ stays at the center of why we celebrate. Huh? Make sure that people know why. Now, you don't have to put all the stuff on your house, you know, but let them know. I really think that a big part of our witness is, is, is just simply how we treat other people. You know it? It really is. And so this Christmas, man, celebrate. Go out and have some fun. Hey, the restaurant's open back up tomorrow. Go support our, our people. Help them out. Do, do local if you can. We like to support local folks. Go out and do that. Have fun. Celebrate. Let them know. Jesus is still on the throne. He's about to return. And we celebrate the greatest gift that there is. Huh? See, guys? This is why our response will always, always, always be Merry Christmas, never happy whatever. Merry Christmas. You see, the word Christmas, that's what the guy was saying, Christmas. It, it, it's really, if you break it down, it's two words. Christ, the anointed one, and mass is a festival or a gathering or a celebration. We celebrate the anointed one. The creator became the created. The king of all existence exchanged his royalty for humanity. The author of time stepped out of eternity and embraced what you and I know as time and subjected himself to it. He's our king. And I know some people like to, like to really condense things down to a religion. Never. God cannot be condensed to a religion. He is the Almighty. Religion is man's attempt at something that only Jesus can do. And Jesus, stepping out of eternity, embracing humanity, became one of us to show us how we can do it. So we celebrate him. Huh? This Christmas season, I mean, with all the traditions and the decorating and the shopping, however you do it, do it good. 
Don't let off the gas because you think, well, things are tough right now. Don't let them be tough. I know. Don't let the situation dictate who you are. Don't let it influence your celebrating this year. Are y'all okay? All right. See, the whole reason Jesus came to the planet is so we could have a different life, a life beyond humanity. He actually says to have it and enjoy it to the full. And this good life in Christ, guys, I'm telling you, we, th- th- there is nothing more assuring than having that blessed peace when you pillow your head at night. I love that. Because, see, I wasn't raised in church. So I remember not knowing Jesus. Huh? I remember wondering, man, what if this was my last day? What's it going to be like after this? Now I know what it's going to be like after this. Now I don't worry anymore. See, even if the world around us, and don't kid yourself, they are, even if the world around us drifts further and further away from the real reason we celebrate. See, our role as believers is to help each other acknowledge what Jesus did. I mean, let's face it, we're going to heaven we're going to hell. Y'all remember that movie? We're going to Sizzler. We, we, I know that's way back in the day. We're we going to heaven. I mean, it is really a cool thing. If you could ever get people to the place where you're not trying to push your denominational philosophies down their throat and introduce them to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, the key to heaven. huh? See, Jesus coming, the thing is, when he did this, he, the thing I love about what, by God's design, what happened, he chose to use everyday people to be an expression of him, to be an expression of his love, of his goodness, of his mercy, to be an extension of his character anywhere we go. See, guys, people should see the goodness of God in your life, not religious tradition, not denominational philosophies. I believe that's been one of the biggest Black eyes of the church in our culture is we push that. I mean, when, anytime I'm out and I talk to people about church or I'm inviting them to church, I mean, it's, it's always, that's the first thing that comes up. But what denomination are you? What the heck does that matter? That's man's junk that is. We've, we've sown that stuff into, into society's life. And they drink that just like they drink the stuff the media is trying to tell you today. But I'm not going there. We're talking about celebrating Jesus today, right? Hmm? So what, what we want to do is we want to stir up the gift that's inside us. We want to stir up a little bit of the God nature in us today. And that's goodness. That's love, joy, peace. You see, regardless of how you celebrate, it's all about him showing up on the, on the planet. That's what Isaiah, it's crazy. When you follow the Old Testament, man, they... From Genesis all the way through, they're all talking about and prophesying about Jesus. But Isaiah gives us such clarity on the things that happened. Huh? The government will be on his shoulders. Make no mistake about it. There will be a day when Jesus steps foot on this planet and he will rule the earth. There, will, there won't be any more elections. There won't, there won't be any more deception about elections. The Bible says that he will rule with a rod of iron. King. We don't understand king in America because we, we get to pick. At least we think we do. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so understand Jesus wants every one of us in the room. He wants to use your style. 
He wants to use your personality. And, and as long as you're connected to him, as long as you're keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, the Bible says that he is going to make you stand out like a city on a hill. He's going to make you shine like a light on a lampstand. He's going to make you stick out. Now, now let, me, let me help you. Don't try to stick out. I know some of you, you want the attention. You want, you want everybody to look at you. Huh? Well, quit that. Huh? Keep your eyes on him. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul out of 2 Corinthians chapter 3. He says this. When God is personally present, now I'm talking about in your life. When God's personally present, nothing between us and God, our faces shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured, much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming more brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives. Watch this. And we become like him. And is that the coolest thing? What is he saying there? As long as we stay in his presence and we stay God inside minded and we're in relationship with him, we're going to become more like him. We're going to be that city on a hill. We're going to be that light on the lampstand. We're going to shine for Jesus. I know I talk to people all the time. They think, well, Pastor, I really don't know enough about the Lord. It really doesn't have anything to know because you know, it really doesn't have everything to do with that because the Pharisees, I mean, they, they knew more about the Lord at that time in history than anybody on the planet, and they couldn't even recognize him standing right in front of them. Are you with me? So it's not just that. It's this heart revelation that you begin to embrace who you are. You see, God designed humanity. You think about this for a second. God designed humanity a certain way. And he knows that at the heart of every human, even if they don't know Jesus today, this is why you and I have to be light in a world that is confused right now. Because even if they don't realize it, even if they reject it, they're still God made. And because they're God made, somewhere, maybe way, way down in yonder, there lies this desire to be connected with Jesus, even if they reject it because they're God made. If, but if they've been raised their whole life that they came from something else, huh? they haven't. And so when you, and this is what Paul was referencing in the book of Romans, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God, not your wealth of knowledge of Scripture, not your impressive church membership role, not how much you serve in the local church, the power of the gospel. All you got to do is show up and sow a seed into somebody's life and let the Holy Spirit give him something to work with because they're, they're God made. Amen. I mean... I, sometimes I'm out in public, I, I, it, it staggers my mind the language people use today in public, and they think it's normal. I mean, it blows my mind. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about in public, all kinds of people around, they're just like, and I'm, I'm sure sometimes my nonverbal communication is like, and if they see my face, they're like, well, and they don't even, it doesn't even register with them that they're, huh? Even if, the, if, even if it's that person. If you're trusting God and you're believing God to give you the opportunity, I'm telling you, he will give you an opportunity to sow a seed. Ask him. 
Ask God for some bold prayers this Christmas. Ask God to use you in radical situations this year. No, no takers on that one. <laughs> no, we, just, we just like to stay in our own little group. No, I think we're coming into a season where we're not going to be allowed to stay in our own little group anymore. I think, I think that God is really shaking the church right now. And he's, going to, he's going to call on some of us to rise up and do some things. And so regardless of your style, regardless of your personality, the power of the gospel will work through anyone that will trust Jesus and step out on it. See, this Christmas, let, let people that you come in contact with experience that anointing, the Christ in you. Not a religious idea, just the love and goodness, the mercy of God. You know, peace, joy, love. Let them see that stuff in you. I mean, you may have some family members or some neighbors. I know we have several, you know, half of our church hasn't came back yet. And I hope many of y'all are watching. We love you and we miss you all. So as soon as you're ready, come on. Come on back. We want you. Let the peace of God. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Huh? Guys, here's another thing. God didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn it. He sent Jesus to save it. So let's help each other this Christmas, right in the middle of challenging situations. Let's help each other embrace the goodness and the mercy of God. Listen to King David. Now, I, I, I follow King David very closely. He's one of my favorite Old Testament uh, men of God. I can't wait to meet him because this dude did some incredible things for the kingdom of heaven. But he makes this statement. He says this, open your eyes and actually see how good God is. Blessed are those who look to him. If you really want God's best, now here's the thing, worship him. Now worship is not just in music. That's, that's, a, that's a major part of worship. But you can worship God with your life. On Monday morning, on the way to work, think about this. What if you were on your way to work in the morning and you worshiped all the way there? And you spent time in the presence of God. And when you got out and walked into whatever, into your office or your place of work, and all of a sudden people around you were like, they didn't say anything, but they felt something when you walked in the room. Well, I don't know about all that. Well, you hang around here a little bit and you will know about it. The, according to what the Apostle Paul says in Corinthians, according to what King David is trying to get us to understand, if we continue to hang around him and have a heart of worship and stay close to him, like a, like a city on a hill, like a light on a lampstand, you're going to stand out, you're going to shine, they're going to see a difference in your life. And it starts, it's, Christmas is why we celebrate all of this. So why don't we become a little bit more intentional about our believing, about our expecting that John 10, 10 life? Why don't you expect the goodness of God to, to not only show up for you personally, but to flow through you to other people? For some of you listening, maybe this is for all of us today. Why not make this Christmas a turning point in our lives? So often what I discover is this as a pastor, man, I, 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 I know you all think you live in a bubble and, and nothing ever gets back to me about all the junk you do. <laughs> But, un but unfortunately, it does. I'm like, man, why would you tell me that? Now I got to look at them Sunday. <laughs> See, I don't want to know all your stuff. Huh? Let's allow the Holy Spirit this Christmas to make a turning point in our life so that we're no longer yielding to the things of the world like we used to. We don't allow the circumstances and the situation. We don't allow what other people 
do and say about us to determine who we are. Let me, let me take this a step further. This Christmas, why don't you place a demand on God's world and his way? I'm telling you, Jesus came that we could have this kind of life. He said, guys, the things I do, you can do. Why would he tell us that if, he, if we couldn't? See, God loves us, you all. He wants nothing but the best for us. And here's the crazy part about it. <laughs> you ready for this, Andy? God loves us right where we're at. In all of our confusion and brokenness and mess and on the other side of our biggest failure. But you know what? What I've discovered in my own personal life, not only does God love us where he's at, but he loves us so much that he doesn't want to leave us there. He'll send people in your life to, you know, to encourage you and challenge you and motivate you and correct you. He'll send people in your life to be around you and say, hey, just give you a hug. Say, hey, man, I love you. It's all going to be all right. What can I do to help? He wants, he wants the best for you. He loves you. So he's not going to leave you in your pity party. He's not going to leave you in your mess. That doesn't mean you're not going to go through some messes. That doesn't mean we won't go through some desert moments in our life, but when we do and we come out on the other side and we don't even smell like smoke and we've been through the fire, huh? See, God sometimes just wants to prove some things, not to him, he's all-knowing, but to us. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 28, it tells us that when the people of the earth see the goodness of God in our lives, they will know that we are called by his name. When they see what? The goodness of God in your life. Now, the, the, the challenge with a lot of us, here's the mistake we make. We look at somebody else's life and think, well, we, we determine, oh, well, that's good, so I need to strive to be like that. Stop that junk. That's carnal, worldly stuff. Stop it. They just might be in more debt than you. Huh? Years ago, I, was, I think it was my first year at Ramah, uh, one of my mentors was telling the story he, about he'd heard a couple of students talking about how God was moving in their life. And this one guy seemed to be getting all kinds of stuff. And, and this other guy wasn't getting the same stuff. And he said, well, your pile of ashes will just be bigger than mine. Because it's all going to burn. You're not taking anything with you. Nothing. You're not. Quit hoarding stuff. Have I got any, have I got any hoarders in the house? <laughs> yeah, a couple of you. Yeah. My wife, she, my wife has a rule. If, if we haven't used it in the past year, it's out. I'm like, babe, where those? Those were my favorite sweatpants. Where are they at? Mm-mm. Out. <laughs> right? Yeah. See, when we embrace that we're called by his name, I think so often we get, we get comfortable in our Christian life. We really do. Especially in America, we have, the church has gotten comfortable in all the blessings that the Lord has given us. But that's changing. I believe God is waking up a sleeping giant. I believe he's waking up the spirit of David, and we're going to charge right at the face of Goliath. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what's going to happen. As we begin to study the truth of who God is and the things of God's word, one of the most common themes that you're going to see throughout the scriptures is this. God's a good God. You remember we, we, we shared this about a month ago. We got this revelation from Children's Church. God good, devil bad. I mean, that's, that's simple as it gets right there. All, all you got to do, God good, devil bad. So if it's bad, where did it come from? Yeah. Now, it could have come from you and you yielded to the devil, right? We, I know we like to blame the devil for everything, but he didn't. He's like, I'll take credit for it, but I didn't do it. See, he wants recognition. He is the anti 
Christ. He wants to be recognized as something he will never be. And the reason he can't stand you is because you represent what he used to be. We stand in the presence of the Almighty. We are called sons and daughters of God. Huh? So embrace God's goodness today. Listen to Psalm 34. Now what I've done, Psalm 34, just for, for you all when you're doing some, uh, your own prayer time and meditation, Psalm 34 is one of my favorites. I use it weekly. I go to Psalm 34 and, and I pray it over my life and I, I read through it and I take time and meditate and I see myself there. I see that word coming alive in me. And so I kind of wrote a paraphrase of it. So I, I want you to know, because I know some of y'all, I start reading this, you're like, um, Reverend, what translation is that? It's the G version, all right? It's not a translation, it's a paraphrase. Listen carefully. I sought the Lord and he answered me. <clears throat> and he delivered me from all my fears. Those who looked to him were radiant. Remember? Light on a lampstand, city on a hill. The angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fear him. Now, this word fear doesn't mean that you're scared of God. <clears throat> it means that you honor and reverence who he is. With awe-inspired reverence, we worship him. And he rescues each of us. Taste and see that the Lord is, good. say it with me, the Lord is what? Good. Say it one, one more time. Good, yeah. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed, <clears throat> how fortunate and prosperous and favored by God is the man who takes refuge in him. See, when you're living in the things of God, even, on, even in uh, challenging times, make no mistake, the dude that wrote this went through some dark times in his life. King David went through some challenging situations. But for those who fear him, there will be no want. Those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. <clears throat> See, this Christmas, as we seek Jesus, as we celebrate Jesus, let this psalm be our inspiration. God is good. God is good, huh? Good things come to those who seek after him. According to Deuteronomy 28, the goodness of God will be something that, that the ungodly recognize in our life. But we gotta, we've gotta make sure that, now, and, and I know we, we celebrate Christmas because this is, was Jesus coming to humanity, but I think we need to celebrate Jesus all the time. I think it should be a celebration all the time because this is the shortest thing we're gonna do. And so let's make God's goodness something that we express to other people. Let it be a goal in your life. You know, remember, you go back to the very beginning. What did Genesis 1, 31 say? God saw everything that he made. And indeed, it was, he actually says, very good. You see, in Eden, everything was very good. <clears throat> you know, Adam really didn't have... Uh, he really didn't have anything he had to be concerned with in, in Eden. Matter of fact, <clears throat> I was thinking about this this morning. Adam really didn't have a career in Eden. He didn't. He just had an assignment. And as I thought about this, man, the Holy Spirit checked me. So many of us, we get sucked into our career path and we forget about our assignment. We have an assignment from our Father, just like Adam did. See, something a lot of Christians never consider is that 
uh, one of Jesus's primary objectives was to reintroduce what God created in Genesis to the world. He came to this planet to show us how the people of God were designed to live from the beginning. You see, this is why in the book of Corinthians, uh, the apostle Paul calls Jesus the last Adam because he actually came to restore what the first one lost. And according to Jesus, how many of y'all think Jesus tells the truth? Uh, you know he does. All the time? So according to Jesus, nothing is impossible for those who believe him. So when he tells you you're going to be this overcoming victorious person of God, that the anointing is going to be on you, that you can do the things, when he tells you these things, what's the prerequisite? You got to believe it, man. But what if you step out and try it and you don't see it the, the way? We've already had these conversations many times. You're not where Jesus is yet. You're still growing. You're still the clay on the potter's wheel. Don't quit. You may not be operating at the full level of it, but he's the measure of the stature that we, we're, we're supposed to walk. Are you with me? Paul actually tells us this. The same way that we receive Christ, that's how we're supposed to live our lives in him. I came that you could have this abundant excessive extraordinary life but you gotta you gotta be willing to allow him to mold and shape you you whew, thank you Lord Jack you gotta be willing to let Jesus say hey that needs to come out of your life that's a hindrance to your life right now you gotta be willing to hear that yeah we're not willing to hear that stuff huh If nothing's impossible, just exactly what are you believing for today? If I was to come and interview each one of you, can you break it down specifically what you're believing God for? Can you give me, can you write it out? Can you tell me exactly what it is that you're believing? See, because I'm not talking about little stuff. I know someone's, well, I just want to believe for these. No, 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 no. God is, he makes planets, man. What's that big thing? See, God wants you out at a place where, huh? See, guys, what do you think Jesus meant when he said, according to your faith, let it be done to you? Huh? What if we become more intentional about our believing? What if we get up every day and we're not just thinking, what if you started writing your vision down? I think that's biblical. They'd write the vision down so that the, him who reads it can run with it. What if you started writing the things down that God's putting on your heart. You think about it. If God, my father, Billy, the almighty, he's our dad. <laughs> now, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the luxury of a father growing up, so some of that stuff doesn't register to me. I don't get it. Mom had to be both. But the one thing I do know is that he said he's my father. I believe him. And here's the thing I want you to take home today. If my father, who loves me so much that he sacrificed the firstborn to have me, and if he tells me I'm blessed, if he tells me I'm prosperous, if he tells me I'm favored, if he tells me I'm healed, then why wouldn't I believe him? Let me take it a step further. Why wouldn't I say what my dad says? I guarantee if I talk to some of your kids this Christmas, they're going to tell me what daddy said I'm getting for Christmas. Yeah, but daddy said I'm getting this. And they don't make any bones about it. They're confident. 
Matter of fact, they wait till you go to bed so they can go sneak in the packages. Oh, not, not your kids, no. That's the Lexington campus, right? Yeah, not your, yeah. yeah. Huh? This Christmas, as we celebrate, let's make the goodness of God a regular part of our life. Make the goodness of God part of your meditation, part of your conversation. God is good. Listen to, listen to the apostle Peter. Man, I love this. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given these brand new lives. And we have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And that future starts now. See, your eternity doesn't start when you, you know, when you step over into heaven. You ever, you ever heard them stories that Peter's up at the pearly gates and when you get up there, he's got a list to see if you made it in? No, that's all TV junk. No, if you've given your life to Jesus, you in. You bust wide open in there. But eternity starts for us right now. We are people of God now, now, now. Remember what Psalm 34, remember what David said, open your eyes. And actually see how good God is. Blessed are those who run to him. And if you want God's blessing, if you want his best, then worship him. This is why Christmas still remains. Guys, this is why Christmas, without a doubt, across the planet is still the greatest celebration humanity takes part in. I know a lot of us celebrate Easter, and we're grateful for that, but there would be no Easter without the manger. Are you with me? So let's, let's make sure that we don't have a neighbor that's leaving Santa hanging on the, the roof and he doesn't know about Jesus. Who cares? It's okay if he has, all, if he has a, a hundred blow-ups in his front yard. Maybe that's you today and you got, your, your front yard is full of blow-ups. Huh? That doesn't mean that they don't know Jesus. Let's make sure. Hmm? Let's, let's be a little bit more intentional this Christmas as we celebrate. Let's keep the Christ all up in the middle of why we celebrate Christmas, amen? Now, if you're in the room today, or if you're watching us online, or maybe listening at a later date, we're talking about a real person, if you can wrap your head around this, that, lift, that left a different world and took on humanity for you, for you. And he made it so Simple. It was one of the most difficult things a person could do, but for us, Jesus made sure because he knew how we would be, he made it simple. All you have to do is believe Jesus is the Son of God. Believe that he died and rose from the grave. Believe that. Confess that. And you'll be saved. You become part of God's family. But you have to take that step of faith. So if you're in the room or if you're watching us today, give us the privilege of helping you take your first steps with Jesus. Let's all say it together. Lord Jesus, come into my life and make me new. And from this day forward, Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home. Now I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're in the room and you said the prayer, stop out at the uh, information desk. Let somebody know so we can help you with your next steps. Those of you watching, tell a friend, Call somebody. This is the most important thing you've ever done in the history of your existence. And now your existence goes forever with Jesus. So praise Jesus for all of you that have taken that step of faith. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.